Row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. Yes, it is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke author of Year-Round Indoor Salad Gardening. Our program today is brought to you by Menards Agway Family True Value, your neighborhood yard garden and pet place, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Grow Compost of Vermont, online at growcompost.com and just down the road from us, Route 2 in Moortown. By the Willie's Store in Greensboro, your true value store, right there near Caspian Lake. Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. Montpelier, Morrisville, Williston, and St. Albans. Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm on Main Street in Colchester and still with those fabulous Mega Monday coupons. Find them at clausens.com. By PR Lumber, locally milled lumber, a family-owned business on Route 15 in Walkett. And by your locally owned Montpelier Agway, seeds and feeds and so much more right there on Route 2 in Montpelier. And by V's Flowers and Garden Shop, such a wonderful place. Plan to stop out at V's Flowers and Garden Shop on Main Street in Waitsfield. And right now we say welcome to Peter Burke. I'm all plugged in. There, are you, can you hear anything? Nope, can't nope. hear a thing. Uh, okay, well this is... Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, good. Well, that's. I guess that's what well, counts. Well, we should have a... <laughs> Where's he? Jack is uh, assisting. And uh, let's see. Any of those uh, buttons there? <laughs> well, I don't um, know. How about a second set of headphones, Jack? Well, I'm trying them all, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'll just start, and you'll have to let me know when to stop. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> work it out. <laughs> Did it work this morning during? Uh, yeah, I, uh, when I came or? in, I was listening to Jack. So I don't know. Yeah, we got another set of headphones here. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is live radio. So, okay. Well, you uh, know how okay. it is. Those things okay. happen. I wasn't ever in that room, so I'm not the one that spilled coffee. Or, <laughs> we can't yeah, blame oh, you. I've oh, been, come on! In this room here, boy, I tell you, I gave the the previous. Uh, Set of equipment that was in here. So um, quite, a, quite a workout over the years. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the <laughs> things I wanted to start out with was uh, was talking about uh, year-round indoor salad gardening. Why, well, by golly, I, I I have a book somewhere on that. Oh yeah, actually, <laughs> I don't think? have it. I gave it to my brother, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I actually started mine. Uh huh. And uh, so we got. Um, so I have uh, peas and radishes and all kinds of great stuff in the, um, all kinds of great stuff. Hey, I think we're working again. There we go. Yeah. Can you hear me all right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All kinds of uh, great stuff. Peas, radishes, sunflowers. I even have some broccoli growing. And um, I set them out on the, the windowsill um, just this morning. And so in another few days, I'll have salads right from my windowsill. One question I've been meaning to ask you. Yes, sir. What is the most improbable sprout that makes uh, still makes for a, a good salad additive? In, improbable sprout that, well, um, the French lentil makes oh. a very good sprout and the adzuki bean. 
boy, you Mixer got bird. <laughs> I asked the question, so <laughs> I got the answer. Okay, I'm gonna check my exuki beads. <laughs> it's in the uh, in the in the back of the um, in the back of my book. I'm gonna have to check at that. the very end, right there. So I put all of the ones that I've tried that I liked. Okay, and oddly enough, uh, I sort of figured since the sunflower seed was so nice and big that it you know and it grows so well, probably. Mm, hands down the most the the most popular well it's sort of neck and neck with uh, peas mm-hmm. um both uh, grow very fast the gr- <laughs> fast growing yep uh, seven ten days right in that range and uh, from the time you plant to the time you harvest and i have a i have a uh, a shelf that i have out in my mudroom that i use um during the winter and it's uh, 20 inches wide six feet tall uh-huh. and the bottom is uh, three three shelves where i keep them because that's the real key the real secret is having four days in the dark and uh, if uh if there's one thing you learn from that book that's it right there and uh if you if you put them in the dark it forces them and they start to grow and they grow these nice long stems so by the time you put them in the light uh, they grow, they double in size, and they have these wonderful stems on them. And I, I, I just can't say enough good things about having a, an indoor garden. And uh, so when I started with the sunflower, I thought, well, you know, big seeds on a squash plant, I'll bet squash would be good. I'll, I'll try squashes and all that kind of stuff and, and uh, old zucchini and anything that's got a great big seed that looks a lot like a pumpkin seed or whatever. Oh, man, are they bitter. They're just <laughs> awful as far yeah. as sprouts are concerned. So, so yeah. don't, don't even bother. And I mentioned that in the, in the back of the book, the things that I've tried that just didn't work out very well. It seems that. Uh, it seems that we human salad eaters have the same taste as the crows in my backyard. <laughs> Sunflower sprouts and pea sprouts—they're there. They are there, you know. You know, wait, waiting in line with the wearing their bibs. That's you know? funny. Now I didn't actually think of that, but that's a good way to test a good sprout. Now yeah. uh, the crows love uh, corn. Oh, you indeed. Okay, and I know that some people grow corn, and uh, usually uh, they'll blanch it more or less. They grow it in the in the dark the whole time so that the the corn uh sprouts are actually yellow the shoots are yellow and that's where they harvest them and then uh, there's another one fenugreek that that might surprise you too yeah uh also uh gets very bitter when it greens but as long as it's blanched and yellow it's is still sweet and good so um those work really well so if you think the gardening's over forget it there's still plenty of things to plant and also it's time to start your indoor gardening and uh nothing could be easy you don't need any lights and no pumps no recirculators no nothing no special chemicals um just uh, a little bit of compost a little bit of sea kelp and that's what i use for fertilizer and uh you know i use uh i use very small trays um um, when I first started, uh, I just used the uh, the half loaf uh, bread tin and the uh, the whole loaf bread tin. That was my big uh, uh, my big tray and my little tray. And in the little tray, it takes a te- tablespoon of of uh, of um, seeds. And in the big tray, it's two tablespoons of seeds. And from that, you can expect about three ounces of greens. So from that, uh, from that um, shelf that I was talking about, uh, 
I can harvest uh, almost a pound a day from that. So it's a very, very productive garden there. And in just a few square feet, you're going to get uh, a huge reward, and that'll be day after day after day. There's no reason you can't uh, grow enough for, for a harvest every day on, on just that little bit of a, of a shelf. So uh, for you salad eaters, um, that will be the freshest thing regardless uh, just you know that you can possibly get um even uh except for the fresh greens you get out of your garden of course so um i still remain after all these years i started in uh, 2006 so was that almost 13 years of doing it uh i still find myself excited when i start planting again excellent we should we should mention that uh if anybody would like further elaboration on this first of all uh first of all uh get peter's book and and follow the directions because he's worked it all out but uh, we're here for questions too and comments about anything relating gardening i neglected to mention the telephone numbers yep yep 802-244-1777 and uh, toll free from anywhere this number works 877-291-8255 and uh if you want you can actually just uh listen live right on the uh right on the website yeah wdevradio.com there you go and and of course you miss the show there's always the the podcasts Mm -hmm. the the ever-present podcasts um, my kids use podcasts all the time, so it's uh, you know it's something I've sort of started to enjoy and learned to enjoy. So, um, so year-round indoor salad gardening is the name of the book. Uh, all the our local bookstores either have it or have it on order. If you don't see it on the shelf, go up to the sh- to the counter and say, "Hey, I I need this book, uh, year-round indoor salad gardening." But Peter Birkin, uh, appreciate that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, for the okay, it's still time to to plant. I don't have a a package of seeds to rattle, <laughs> but it is time to continue planting. Um, there are uh, uh, varieties that, uh, and I mentioned the giant winter spinach was the one that that we talked about last. Um, uh, last week, and and these are all available. These are the the names uh, that um, some of them are common, and some of them are, are sort of proprietary. Um, uh, the high mowing uh, sells ones called Verde and Matador, which are very good for uh, short season. Uh, still can be planted now without any problems. Uh, arugula, golden uh, purslane. Uh, what they call uh, corn salad is a common name, and it's called uh, 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 match, mat, m- <laughs> mache, <laughs> mache, vit mache. Yeah, you know, I don't know how to pronounce it, honestly. I look at that and think, hmm. Okay, so that's why I like the corn salad. And then miner's lettuce, that was uh, Ed's, one of Ed's favorites, the Claytonia, as he called it, miner's lettuce. All very good cold season um, uh, uh, plantings that you can do right now. Kale of all types, it doesn't matter because all you want it to do is start to grow and uh, you'll harvest it at five or six inches and have wonderful, really uh, tasty little greens. Of course, um, even you can do that with uh, chard and and uh, all kinds of, uh, of other early lettuces. Uh, there was one called um, Hot Shot, which is a 21-day lettuce. Can you believe that? 
Yeah, early all types of uh, early leaf lettuces, and you can use uh, either there. Um, you can look for the different kinds of um, uh, uh, mescaline mixes. Some are lettuce mescaline mixes. Some are hot, which has mustards in it. All the mustards you can plant now. So there's still plenty of things to plant in the garden. Although right about now we had a little frost. Did you guys get a frost up there? I have uh, not uh, had one. Yeah. Uh, very close though. Very yeah. close. Uh, yeah. I went slightly inland and I noticed a guy scraping the ice yeah. off his windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know the eight foot top of the of the. Uh, Trombone zucchini, uh, that uh, that got hit a little bit on the beans. They got hit a little bit. Fortunately, my tomatoes seem to be all fine, and uh, my San Marzanos are really starting to 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 plump up. And we've been we've been uh, harvesting those for a couple of weeks now. I haven't uh, didn't have a lot of peppers, but uh-huh. I let the ones that were there uh-huh. go to their ultimate color. So it's actually it was quite pretty when I picked the red ones and the yellow ones mm. and everything. Mm. They all kind of the yellow ones kind of start off greenish mm. off color, yeah. and the the red ones, of course, are green like regular <laughs> green peppers. But boy, I tell you, they are be- beautiful sitting there, and uh, I've uh, done finally done the harvest. Yeah, well, we um, I stopped at the uh, the farmers market, uh, the Roots one, right there on Route Two and, and One Hundred, right near Red Hand Bakery, and and uh, they had those big uh, what's the name of them? Uh, Nar- big Nar- Bertha or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're about eight ten inches long. Oh Lord! <laughs> and they're at the at the at the top. They're about three inches around. Huh. So uh, my uh, my son's uh, fiance now fiance. Uh, Nikita loves roasted peppers, and we've roasted peppers on the grill uh, a few times. And uh, so I got those, and we stuffed them with um, with a uh, stir fry with rice and oh yum. Oh, Stuffed I mean, peppers, I, yeah. I put everything I had in there: uh, uh, corn and some uh, Chinese cabbage, and uh, just everything that I had. A little bit of carrots, and I made the stir fry. And then we stuffed the stuffed those peppers, mm. you know, right to the gills there, and put the caps back on, and then put them on the grill and roasted them. Oh, I'm oh that was wonderful. You. That was that was good stuff. I used my tiny little red hot peppers. I keep forgetting what they call, but they <laughs> look like red buttons. And uh, I, I I steam them for yeah. to get to yeah. get the little of the heat out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then then I fill them with uh, Cabot seriously uh-huh. sharp cheddar. Ooh. And um, Ooh. and and well, I I normally put them on the outdoor grill, but I was by myself at the time, uh-huh. so I just kind of roasted them in the <laughs> oven for a minute or two just to melt the cheese. And boy, I tell you, they oh, are great. Oh, Buster, you are talking yeah, right are really there. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I may have to try that. Yep. I'm going back to Roots to, right after the right after the show and getting some uh, 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 some pickling cucumbers uh-huh. so I can make another uh, couple gallons of my uh, two-day pickles. Uh-huh. We're we're all out. So I let some of my regular, you know, salad cucumbers go a little bit too far. Boy, uh-huh. did they grow big! Uh-huh. They turned yellow. Yep. They're they're a little less good for salad now, yep. but they're great for uh, gazpacho. Ooh. Yeah. You oh, know, still, what a great you know, idea! Just chop them up, put them in the blender along with your tomatoes yeah. and garlic. And, yeah. Yeah. Know, so, uh, yeah. So a big a, a big out of control uh, cucumber <laughs> still can be used. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the romaine lettuce. Uh, yeah. Romaine lettuce will start to bolt on you before you before you know it. And if that happens, well, then think of it as, as like an endive, uh-huh. and uh, which is a little bit a little sharp, you know, a little mm-hmm. bitter. 
and uh, you can use that in your in your soups. You know, I use that in a minestrone soup, uh, the romaine that started to bolt and then turned a little bitter, and it makes a, it's gr- a great green in a in a minestrone soup. So we make the best use of it uh, as we come along then. So, uh, oh, the other one, uh, uh, turnips and radishes. Both of those, very good right now. This is the time of year. So anything that you would plant in the spring, this is like spring all over again. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are all cold season things that really like, uh, to, that really relish <laughs> the, uh, the, cooler, the cooler temperatures. You know, lettuces, a lot of lettuces, anything over uh, a certain temperature, if it's too hot, they, don't, they won't even sprout. So this is the time to, to go ahead and replant all those spring veggies and, and uh, have a nice harvest. And, uh, of course, it's time to, to make sure you have your garlic. Um, I checked a few sites uh, before we came on the air, and almost everybody is out of stock. So if you haven't ordered online, then, then you're going to have to go to the farmer's market and find some, some nice garlic there because uh, uh, most of the seed uh, places are out of stock on a lot of, a lot of the, you know, uh, the Rojo and the music and the, you know, the giant uh, uh, German white and uh, all those really great, great varieties that, that are um, hard neck uh, that grow really well in Vermont, uh, pretty much out of stock. So uh, try your f- local farmer's market and uh, grab some uh, garlic there and, um, and uh, you'll be ready to plant uh, come um, next, uh, next month in October sometime. I usually, just mid-October, it's when I usually plant. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so, Joel, this is our last show of the year. Oh, I wasn't going to mention that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we must. But we must at some point. And uh, I just want to thank the sponsors for sure. And if you go shopping at any of these sponsors, you make sure, please, to tell them how much you appreciate the, their sponsorship because we sure uh, uh, love doing this show and yeah, we and, couldn't do it without them. And how much would you would, uh, enjoy to have us back again next year? <laughs> <Not laughs> yeah, well, that, not that I'm worried about that. You know, I think it's worked out quite well, but, you know, it's an uncertain world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hadn't thought that right. far ahead. Right. I haven't talked to Lee yet you know just let let management know that if uh, we're not back next year the uh, peasants will be coming with their torches and (laughs) in the middle of the night like in those Frankenstein movies and marching down Stowe Street we're we're looking forward to being back next year yeah for sure (laughs) and uh but it's been a great garden season. I've really, uh, I've, <laughs> I have to laugh because uh, my wife told one of our close friends and said, "Well, you know, pizza, um, pizza's going to cut back a little bit this year." And and they came over for dinner uh, last week, and and uh, Pam says. Uh, so this is how you cut back. This garden <laughs> yeah, is right, a cutback right. garden. <laughs> you know, I said, "Hey, I just got started, and yeah. I couldn't stop." You know, well, I was pretty <laughs> ambitious my very first garden. I tell you, I, I learned very quickly. We have a caller on the line. Let's see if oh, I can great. find the right. Here, here <laughs> we go. You're, uh, you're on the air with Peter. Your first name in town. Hi, my name is Mike. I'm in Waterbury. Hey, Mike. Welcome aboard. What can I do for you? Well, I was hoping you could elaborate on the garlic situation. Uh, yeah, planting, yeah. Uh, you know, thinking about planting uh, for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was under the impression that you should do it 
a few weeks before the first frost and i'm well i you know i've heard that and um my concern is that if they start to grow before the season shuts everything down and they send up that little uh that little uh, green shoot right then uh sometimes they'll they'll rot in the ground so you really want to make sure that it is you've had at least a good hard cold frost and check the what of weather forecast to make sure that you're not looking at uh, um, you know, a couple of weeks of Indian summer in October. Um, be- because uh, if they start to sprout, a lot of times they will rot in the ground. So you want to make sure that you have them down two inches and you might even want to mulch them, you know, so that they don't get uh, too warm from the sunlight. Um, so that's why I say, uh, you know, mid-October is probably better. Okay, so I'd probably still have plenty of time to... Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, they got all winter, all winter. You don't actually want them to start to grow. You know, they're, they're, they're going to sit in the ground there, and uh, that, uh, this uh, breaks their uh, dormancy to have a cold winter. They need that in order to grow. So, you know, you want them to, you don't want them to break their dormancy, you know, before the winter sets in. You want them to uh, remain dormant in the ground, okay? Okay. So right. while you're at it, okay, just just uh, grab a, a packet of uh, seeds and plant uh, spinach at the same time. And if you plant the spinach at the same time, uh, they again, they'll stay dormant all winter long and then sprout in the spring. So the first thing that you get in the spring, this is wonderful, uh, wonderful batch of spinach that is just uh, as sweet and delicious as you could ever want. Hmm. All right. Uh, so I can okay. do that in the same same area. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mike, what, do you have your garlic already, or have you already? Um, I I have uh, two bulbs, but I honestly don't even know what they are. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Sure. I think I have a, a hard neck and a soft neck. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what uh, What's better? Uh, up in this area for well ge- general wisdom is the hard necks are hardier um okay. and and that's that's been my preference but uh, i'm looking at a, a variety i'm trying this year of a soft neck um that's uh that's uh, grown over in um the uh lake regions in of uh, new york you know the finger lakes and uh, yep. uh so i got them from from there uh th- they so I'm hoping uh, I'd sort of like a soft neck so I can braid a few. Uh, braiding hard necks is is uh, is a little awkward, although uh, people do it, and there's there's ways to braid them in a sense, or so you can hang them up if you're interested in the, the decorative end of it. And other than that, you know, uh, plant away. You can't really fail. They usually come up, and you, even if you get small cloves, they're great. They're delicious, and uh, it's a pretty reliable crop. All right. So, that sounds great. Yeah. Good luck, Mike. All right, thank you very much for your advice. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for the call. Yep. Okay. Again, uh, 244-1777, toll-free, 877-291-8255, and uh, uh, lines are open, so we'd love to hear from you. Yes, yeah, sure.
That'd be great. Um, we do we need sponsors or are I we was looking at that? No. Me, <laughs> well, I'll keep we, I'll keep gabbing until you uh, well, you figure it we're, out. We're just just, uh, just about ready, but uh, yeah, not, yeah, not quite. Okay, so this is also harvest time, and uh, I just cut down all of my uh, uh, collard greens, and um, I'm going to uh, steam them and freeze them in in packages. Uh, what I figure is uh, not a one serve, but a one dinner. Uh, package mm-hmm. and uh, I take them out of the freezer and I think I mentioned this before, before is a, I take that fr- the frozen collard greens and put them right, on t- right in a basket on top of the rice cooker and so they cook at the same time as the rice does and Perfect. Uh, they thaw out and it's, it's great you know you can, you can season them afterwards or you can season them uh, this year I'm just going to parboil them you know a quick dip in the in the hot water and then uh, right into the ice water and then into the plastic bag into a into the freezer so um those are those are great but my philosophy has always been harvest requires all all types of of uh storage op, you know options okay so you use the freezer you use your canning you use your dryer you ferment some things and you cold store some things yeah. definite plan we have a couple of callers on the oh, line so okay. let's go to yes, caller you. number one yep. uh your first name in town uh that me yes <laughs> uh, trudy from braintree hey trudy uh <clears throat> brain dead just lost where I was going. Oh. brain dead from braintree yeah, there you go. The uh, <laughs> way I could get a picture of your raised bed and trellises. Sure. I'm a show me kind of person. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, I'll have uh, Dylan posted on the uh, on the Facebook, um, or you can. Uh, I have a a Facebook page uh, year round indoor salad gardening. Um, and I don't Facebook though. You know? Okay. Uh, well, uh, see, so on Facebook. Um, if you want to, uh, do you email or anything like that? Or yes, I email. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to go off the air and give Joel uh, the email, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. I mean, oh. I've, I do classes all the time on uh, uh, square foot gardening, and um, uh, I have some great pictures that I do, and, and for the PowerPoint, so I can send you a couple of those, no problem. Now, I've listened to you describe it, but like I said, I'm a show-me kind of person. <laughs> well, I'll be glad to show you, Trudy. <laughs> it's a it's a very easy to do. I it just it Ed Smith, and his are totally different than yours. Well, it's totally different in uh, our raised beds that I was looking at the trellises for. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, the same idea as you want uh, organic. Uh, the permanent bed he called them wide rows, you know, uh, but they were permanent rows and. Uh, um, I think that even Ed at this point is is more for not using the tiller anymore. Um, uh-huh. he, towards the at the end of his shows, there he was. We talked about that a few times. And the and the raised beds means you do not have to use a tiller ever again, at all. And so I haven't used a tiller since 1981. So, you know, I. I <laughs> I, I am quite sure that it's a possibility. So, um, is that a possibility, Joel? That you take her email off air? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. And if you want to swap her for the next uh, the next phone call, okay. and I'll. Noah is like a dream come true. 
She's sweet and unaffected Everything Nola seems to do Is really unexpected Nola has twinkling eyes of blue And cherry lips perfected Everything nice like sugar and spices Nola And she's on the line, but her eyes are not blue I know that (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop, stop, stop stop. I wasn't going to bother you today But you brought up so many things And I thought, gotta call, gotta call So, first things first As far as garlic goes um, There is a garlic farm There are many garlic farms all over the place Uh There's one in Omak, Washington Okay Fillory Garlic Farm Uh, Say again Fillory Hillary, like H-A-R-E-E. Hillary Garlic Farm. Okay. And their um, their address is 83 Epley Road in Omak, Washington. Wow. 98841. They have a phenomenal variety of garlic. Um, I've been very pleased with the garlic I've gotten from them. And uh, it's in Washington, but so we're in Vermont, you know. So I, I would encourage people to check these guys out if they're getting desperate to find garlic. Okay. And now, can you tell me, was that it started with an F or with an H? With an F. F. Fillory. F. F-I-L-L. F-I-L-A. F-I-L-A. Fillory. R-E. Oh, there you go. Hillary, Fillory Garlic Farm, right there. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. So people, Thank if you. you don't have garlic, give them a call. Follow, yes, yes, it's, indeed. Just looking at their catalog is fun, but growing the garlic is far more fun. <laughs> and then well, you guys uh, yes, were talking a little bit about keeping things, and someone had mentioned turnips, and I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, I have to call. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as I've mentioned, my mom's parents were both from the Middle East, mm-hmm. and in late summer, my grandmother would make lifit, which that's turnips, and it's spelled lift, L-I-F-T, but it's pronounced lifit. And she would make gallons of pickled turnips. And my cousins and I, oh, Johnny, where are you? They'd find us in the pantry, which was actually a room, and we'd just be munching those turnips down. <laughs> so good. So, so the, just, the, these are like pickles? Is that what you're saying? They are. They are. So what she did, it would be the turnips, you know, the ones with the red tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, she'd wash them. If they were too big, she'd cut them in quarters. Mm-hmm. And she'd throw them in a big bowl of salt for three days. Mm-hmm. Just let them sit there. Mm-hmm. She'd take them out of there, and then into the jars they would go with vinegar, a little bit of garlic, a beet. And this is what made these so much fun, because they were this incredible pink color. <laughs> and some water to dilute the vinegar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and there they would be, and there we would munch, and absolutely delicious, and even the turnip haters loved them. <laughs> so, you know, because turnips are turnips to a lot of people. But. One beat, huh? <laughs> yeah, one beat per gallon. <laughs> All right. So, there, not too much work, you know, no steaming stovetops or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that. I'll give you a frost poem only if you want it, otherwise I will step out of the way. Oh, I'd, I would never uh, say no to a frost poem. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this one is about apples. And okay. I learned this poem many, many years ago and then was bestowed with the gift of meeting my friend's father, who sadly has died since I met him, who had a big apple orchard over in New York State. Mm-hmm. 
He was a great, great apple grower. The poem is called Goodbye and Keep Cold. And it's a little longer than usual. Don't cut me off, please. (laughs) This saying goodbye on the edge of the dark and the cold to an orchard so young in the bark reminds me of all that can happen to harm an orchard away at the edge of the farm. All winter cut off by a hill from the house. I don't want it girdled by rabbit and mouse. I don't want it dreamily nibbled for browse by deer, and I don't want it budded by grouse. <laughs> it's certain it wouldn't be idle to call. I'd summon grouse, rabbit, and deer to the wall and warn them away with a stick for a gun. I don't want it stirred by the heat of the sun. We made it secure against being, I hope, by setting it out on a northerly slope. No orchard's the worst for the wintriest storm, but one thing about it, it mustn't get warm. Mm. How often already you've had to be told, keep cold, young orchard. Goodbye and keep cold. (laughs) Dread 50 above, more than 50 below. I have to be gone for a season or so. My business a while is with other trees, less carefully nurtured, less fruitful than these, and such as is done to their wood with an axe, maples and birches and tamaracks. I wish I could promise to lie in the night and think of an orchard's arboreal plate when slowly and nobody comes with a light. Its heart sinks under the sod, but... Something has to be left to God. I love that poem. I do. Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Mr. Frost. Oh, Thank yeah. You, you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we're still up for a visit up here in Ripton. All so right. Can you I, call me, I will call you. Call. Yeah, all right. All right. Be well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Yep, take care now. <laughs> Those are great. Great poem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was just checking, well, um, and uh, even the fillery is out of a lot of different uh, garlics. So, you know, um, if you haven't bought your garlic yet, uh, you're going to have to, uh, you may have to double check the um, the farmer's markets. And there's still lots of garlic there. Although the farmer's markets will be done fairly soon. So you want to get your garlic. And uh, your shallots, too. So where were we? Did you say you had another caller or no? No, I think oh. we're okay, but we oh. certainly would welcome. Oh, yeah. Well, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So um, I was talking about storage options. Yes. Uh, there's reasons that you do different things with, with different uh, uh, vegetables, and there's reasons that you do multiple things with different uh, vegetables. Um, you know, of course, uh, when you have green tomatoes, for cold storage... Uh, you can wrap them in newspaper, put them in a box, and then every week you go through and you check them, the ones that have ripened up, and they're they're red, and, and uh, so you want to make sure you catch them before they go bad, because one rotten apple and one rotten tomato can spoil the bunch, so uh, you want to check those every week, and sometimes we put them in, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we mostly put them in newspaper um, some years uh, when we're drying pears, we save those tissues that pears are wrapped oh, up. When we mm-hmm. get them in a box, you can wrap them up in that too. That works really well. 
So that's what I call cold storage. Um, also, we use uh, cold storage for, of course, potatoes. Right? That's the that's the most common way to to store your potatoes. Um, our leeks now occasionally uh, the leeks. F- seem to be a little uh, um, tender, you know, maybe a, they're the small leeks, we didn't get a good harvest, and uh, those don't tend to cold storage as well as the big ones that are, you know, an inch around or so. So we found one year, we thought, well, what the heck, we'll just go ahead and put them in the dryer, and we discovered that the dried leeks are fantastic to cook with. Um, they were great in soups, and uh, they were just a terrific way to store a huge amount of leeks if for some reason the cold storage doesn't work out for you. Um, so there's, uh, like I said, there's you know different options for all the different things that you, that you store. Um, of course, cucumbers, you're not going to be able to store those very long, even if you have them in, in the fridge, which we always like to have a few in the fridge. But um, that's where you want to use a, a crock. Um, we prefer the harsh crock, which is which is a, a German style uh, called the harsh crock. And uh, I, I noticed even at the co-ops, uh, both in Burlington and Montpelier, had those uh, for sale for a while. And uh, the the thing is, they they have a lid that's sort of bell shaped, you know, and then around the the rim of the of the crock, there's sort of a U shaped. Uh, um, uh, channel. So you fill that U-shaped channel up with water, you put the bell top on it, and that seals it so that the, the bubbling air bubbles out through the water. And uh, it you don't have to do, um, like, for you can use it for both uh, uh, sauerkraut and pickles. But um, so anyway, uh, the harsh crock is a, is a great way to do the pickles and we we've enjoyed that quite a bit great way to store the the your hard hard earned harvest and uh, you know when you start thinking about what you can uh, harvest and save over the winter months it's um, you know it can be a challenge but it's also a real blast when you get to have those pickles from the crock you know and um, the other things, of course, you can f- ferment. Uh, well, if you take like cabbage, you, you know, if you pull the root right out or, or cut a fair amount of the stem, hang them upside down in your cold cellar, they'll stay for quite a while. They're, they actually do very well in cold storage. And, but for the longer range, when you start to get into January, February, March, you know, um, you're gonna have you're gonna need something like a sauerkraut, so you can use that harsh crock, make up your sauerkraut. Um, you know now uh, when you harvest, and uh, then you know after the cabbages are gone, then you can start in on the sauerkraut, or you may want to dive into the sauerkraut right from the beginning too. So because it's such good food, and um, not this year we didn't make any kimchi, but we have made uh, lots of kimchi. And uh, that's so rewarding. So we use the our carrots and our garlic, and our um, we use uh, the some greens, uh, some uh, um, some scallions, and uh, um, and then we uh, mix that up with, uh, you know, of course, the salt brine and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Chinese cabbage, you know, is the is the big part of it. And uh, yeah. uh, this. 
stores very well. Kimchi is wonderful. The wonderful <laughs> food, yes. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. I, I had to be convinced, and I was, <laughs> when uh, we uh, we actually bought some commercially prepared, but prepared fresh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're lucky, uh, and I'm not sure you can get it everywhere, but we have some really good sources of kimchi, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's gotten to the point where even down at the market here and, it, you know, Hannaford's and all the rest of the, the markets, but certainly at the co-ops, the you co-ops, get, that's where we. You, yeah. you can get some great kimchi, and and of course it's a great probiotic, and it's good for you. And never mind that, it's really delicious. <laughs> yeah, when it's both good for you and delicious, I, <laughs> yeah. I found a delicious part. But I, you know, if I hostess Twinkies are not uh, you know, on the good for you list. <laughs> not so good for you. No, no. <laughs> and it's it's funny you sort of change your taste buds a little bit that. You go back and you have that hostess Twinkie. And yeah. You think, my God, that thing is so sweet. sweet I can right. hardly stand yeah. it. You know. <laughs> uh, so, um, so you want to use, you know, each one of those options. You want a cold storage for some things. You want to ferment some things, or you want to do both. You want to dry some things. Some of the things that we dry, of course, like I mentioned, the leeks. You know, if you apples, we just dried a bunch of apples, and I was surprised. Um, uh, Nikki did those. Uh, my my son's uh, f- uh, fiance uh, uh, sliced them actually fairly thinner than I usually do, and she actually didn't even have to core them. I, this is what surprised the the heck out of me is she just sliced them thin in those waxy. Uh, uh, dividers for the seeds um, when they dried actually became brittle enough that they were they were edible you didn't even notice they were there so she did uh, an, an incredible job with those those um, one of my favorites if you happen to have pears or if you can get a hold of pears there's nothing like like the dried pears um, so you can you know you you can save some like I said in a box in cold storage, uh, but also dry some of them because they're they're fantastic dried and they'll they'll last you all the way into next season the good the dried ones cantaloupe uh, I've mentioned that so many times it's probably ridiculous but um, the dryer is great for things like that and absolutely delicious I haven't tried the watermelon yet uh, according to your advice but. I will. It, it works. We get a watermelon home, and it's gone before I ever get I a know. chance <laughs> to get at it. <laughs> but, of course, you know, the dryer is what you use for your teas and your furbs and all those other things that you want to keep over the, the season. And that's that's just a wonderful, wonderful way to go when you're... I'm going to dry some basil this year just to see. Oh, yeah. I, yeah you know, oh, I, haven't, I haven't done that before. Am, I, am, amazingly rewarding doing be, having your own dry basil yeah well, let me see we have a caller i do oh. believe so oh. let us push that button this push button and say good afternoon your first name in town good afternoon your first name in town i know you <laughs> <laughs> um Schilbert. The, the drawing basil is good uh, i mean i have a lot of basil and i just bring some in just for the aromatherapy and then <laughs> use a little bit of it as i chop things up uh, but drying it's good to hear a seconding on it uh, drying. I'm with you there, Ted. That, it, it, the house just fills up. It's unbelievable. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, along with Nola's Fillery Farm advice, also is like that was as I started garlic somewhere in the 90s growing it. Uh-huh. Uh, Ron England is the man of Fillery Farm, and he has written a book called Growing Great Garlic. Ooh. I don't know if it's updated, but it has like 
talking to me sometimes more than you want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so there, there is that, and I'm boosting. I'm grateful for this tomato finishing weather we're having right now, and yeah. I I boost mine with some sun heated warm <laughs> rainwater. Oh, really? Warm soil is your tomato's oh. friend. I always feel a little sad for people putting cold well water on their tomatoes in yes. the spring or something, yeah. wanting things to move along. Yeah, I, I put my watering in uh, in a bucket Yeah, and let it warm up before I... Temperature is great, and I'm as I say, I have a whole lot of... Uh, Juliets that are, and I've had already some. And then what a great them, tomato that is! Them are in the freezer, and those. Speaking of storing, and if you bring them in before it gets frosty and cold, egg cartons. If you have. Oh, what a great them, idea! Them, it keeps them separate so they don't one spoil another. What a good idea! Yeah. Oh man. Write that one like down. Mine you? sit on the basement <laughs> stairs by in order of picking, so I know what I need to pay attention to first, kind of. So This is great. I love it. <laughs> so there you go, kids. Now, have you ever stepped on an egg carton full of tomatoes, is my no, next question. No. no, but even if you happen to elderly-like and drop one, it doesn't hurt them that bad. <laughs> yeah, the Julia, it's a nice, it's sort of a Roma style, isn't it? Well, you say Roma, and yeah. people would say that at the farmer's market, but it's a whole different deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's somewhat similar in shape, but yeah. it's a juicy, great grown-up tomato. If mm-hmm. you don't need a big slab on your burger, <laughs> uh, it, like as I say, I freeze them, and I don't do anything, I just freeze them, to, oh, I mean, I cook them down, take the skins and seeds away, yeah. and they're they're sweet enough for tomato juice that way, they're, they're oh. good enough for tomato jam on bread that way. No kidding. <laughs> or whatever you want to do. Well, that's, yours. that's interesting. So you would, you would say that is a good juice tomato then? I would, I mean, it's such a sweet deal, and it's oh. pretty resistant, and it's very productive, and they keep a while. You know, I mean, there's a whole lot of it's a vigorous plant, and I definitely don't let them have their suckers after. Yeah, right. I let them, each plant root system yeah. has three stems yeah. and three stakes. Okay. And, and uh, it's, so much of my life is chaos, and my tomatoes are a thing of beauty. <laughs> That's great. Well, I think it was Joy in Williston who was, uh, she couldn't get the celebrity, and she wanted to know if we know of a, knew of a good juice tomato, so I, think I hope she's listening. Juliet is sort of all I grow now. Yeah, is that right? Do it, and it's a different tomato. Like, I think they like more water. I tried growing one for someone in a five-gallon pot yeah. or something, and yeah. they take so much water, and they're so vigorous. It's, it seems to me, and I don't have that much experience with other ones, but it's... Uh, it's my fave. Okay, great. See you later. Uh, thanks so much. Is I appreciate this week it. We're, no, one more week, or what do we got? For uh, no, this is it. This is, yeah. this is adios. I thought it might be. Okay, well, um, thanks a lot. Well, thank you, for, you and later. I appreciate and I think, all your calls, and we look forward to seeing you in April. Okay, I'll be in Greece in the meantime. There's oh. some farms over there, and this is the 60th anniversary of the first time I doofused my way onto a Greek island for a winter, so I'm going for a couple of weeks and 
November. Wow. I'm turning green as Celebrate we're talking. Celebrate Jules and my birthday in the yeah. quiet of Greece. <laughs> I actually, I haven't done much world traveling, but we did sail around the Greek islands years ago. Is that right? Santorini and Lesbos mm-hmm. and all those places, boy. It's a pretty good deal, and Sifnos is a, is, it's a little over-touristed, but... I'll be there, and I have some acquaintances and things there, and a farm or two to visit. So, so anyhow, enough about me. I'll so, what's that? Later. What's that wine, Ted, with the with the with oh, the rosin in it? The Matassina. Rosina, yeah. Have, have a shot of Rosina for me while you're there. I was at a table once with a, in a class, and a French woman was there, and she said, "This is not wine." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. And you got to well, say, "No, it's not. It's better." <laughs> it's not French wine. <laughs> when in Greece, do as the Grecians go. I guess. Got a idea. <laughs> okay. See you later. Thanks a lot. Have a good season. Bye. Yeah, bye. Okay, bye. let's push that button, and then this button and you're on the air your first name in town good afternoon joel this is rich from hey rich hi rich hi peter how are you Uh, i'm good thanks and yourself good enjoyed your another great season thank you so much and (laughs) wish you many many more well thank you i I appreciate hearing it (laughs) um about the um indoor salad gardeners yep uh, yep uh the it's fairly uh, seed intensive, and I yep. heard people they get their seeds like uh, you know half pound or one pound at a time. Or yep, that like would that. be right. Yeah, is that readily available? Do you know sources where that? Well, bo- Johnny's I've used for years, um, and uh, high mowing has a good source of peas. Uh, there, some flowers tend to be sort of on the the decorative, and you want the black oil seeds when you when you order them. But there's uh, there's a a lot of different sources. Uh, most of them online. Um, uh, the uh, the Daily Gardener got shut down. Uh, I got hacked, so I used to sell seeds, but I'm um, I'm a little reluctant to keep going on that. Um, sure. I do have a, a, a new website called howtogarden.howto.garden, mm-hmm. and uh, that, uh, that will probably not be selling uh, seeds. But they're, they're so available from, you know, east coast to west coast uh, that um, I thought I was kind of uh, maybe overkill for, for me to be just packing up seeds and selling them. But we'll see. You know, if if I get enough people email me so they want them, uh, I might keep doing it. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. But uh, yeah, Rich, uh, uh, both high mowing and uh, Johnny Seeds, which are our sort of local faves. Um, but there's uh, there's uh, mums in Canada, and then there's uh, oh gosh. Uh, um, all the names are escaping me at this second, but there are so many um, online that um, uh, th- one uh, that I've always liked is um, is a farm in Nebraska. What's the name of that? I can't think of it right this second. How many varieties of seeds do you plant? Just five. Just uh, there's five basics that that will get you. <clears throat> all the greens you need and enough variety. And that's the peas, you know, uh, just the snow peas is my favorite, but Mm -hmm. any kind of pea. Um, Sunflower seeds, the black oil, as I said. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I use uh, radishes. Daikon radishes are the, the most prolific, but I also I love the Hong Vit radish, which is um, uh, has a beautiful red, red stem, really nice. And um, there's other radishes that you can, you can get from Johnny's. They have quite a selection of radishes, but any radish seed will do if you've got some leftover from your garden. Um, I use buckwheat, uh, very cheap to buy, and and uh, common buckwheat. Uh, uh, it's, it's it takes a little bit longer than the seven to ten days. By ten days, the the hulls are starting to fall off, and and so you got to be patient with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use uh, broccoli or canola or uh, any one of the Asian greens. Um, all of those are. Uh, you know, make a nice, not prolific, but they're uh, a, a very nutritious green. So I, I go for those. Sure. So we had the, the four basics were the, the peas, the sunflower, the radish, and the buckwheat. And then uh, it's the, the, the less productive, uh, like the broccoli and stuff. Broccoli is, is a super, super food, uh, the broccoli sprouts, because they have a huge amount of uh, antioxidant that's supposed to be really, really good for you. So that's why I grow that. Okay. Um, those will get you through. Uh, like Joel and I were talking about, Izuki uh, makes a very nice green, and the French lentils are, are nice. And if you get a chance, uh, go to the library and look for my book. It's in a lot of libraries. It was the the number two best uh, seller uh, to libraries uh, uh, last couple years ago. So you know, there's a lot of libraries that have have got it. If they don't, you can ask them. Um, you know, and uh, I've made a a very convenient uh, two pages in the center of the book that are the the Easy Start Guard and and the Easy. Um, uh, easy two pages there that you're your easy start sure. you know it it is two pages that basically you can just look at or copy and put on your fridge and yeah, yeah. so it works really well a quick start guide when you open up your new computer there you go quick start yeah. guide yes yeah. yeah yep all okay. those things okay well i wish you uh a great winter and look forward to hearing you again in april i'll be here all winter i'm not going to greece (laughs) and thank you joel for for making it all happen on your end rich thank you rich great all right yeah thank you for calling in i appreciate it already bye-bye now well the program is in the garden and we have lee in lowell but i think we know this guy here oh lee lee cattell is that the one yeah hey hey peter awesome show i really really appreciate everything you've done for us this season and uh, (laughs) let me let me recap how i did this year I, i grew some green beans and i initially planted them about six or eight inches apart yep and I'm a lazy gardener, so I did a couple of things that I, I think were wrong. I yeah. didn't pull any of them up, so I think I got some yield, but not, I mean, usually if you grow stuff, especially this year, everybody that grew stuff wound up with a, with a whole lot. So yeah, yeah. Since I didn't wind up with a whole lot, I, I get the feeling that, number one, you can you can put your plants too close together. Is that right? Well, you, you can. You can. Uh, beans six to eight inches should be okay. You know they're they're they don't mind leaves touching. Um, the uh, hmm, uh, you know the the standards, right? You know, was either they needed fertilizer or more water, 
or you know those kinds of things usually will did you did, where did they flower um well i don't i don't think so i mean what do you, i i did get some beans out of it but did, i yeah. didn't see any like bean flowers i'm not sure i'd recognize them well yeah you you know the before the bean comes it's usually a little white or blue or or pink uh, flower depending on the variety okay and uh i mean they're small so you might not see them that's for sure i guess i'd have to describe myself as an inattentive gardener as well Well, then that's that's the other possibility is i've grown uh, i had one uh one bed of uh of beans and uh, the chipmunks uh, help themselves uh, to every single one. They, hmm. they really so. I don't know if you had a good chipmunk year or bad chipmunk year, but um, well, you we, know, last night I did hear a deer snorting right outside <laughs> our, the bedroom window, and I think he he was snorting because he was disappointed that I didn't have more green beans to offer. Where, Lee, where's the beans? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, That's, my other question is, I you know, I I. I didn't put any stakes in to give them root. So they all grew up to a certain height and then kind of stopped. If I had put in, like, stakes in a grid, yeah. then they would grow up higher, right? Do they, or do, they, do they stop growing at a certain point when they realize they're going to flop over? Depends on which variety. There's, it's just like tomatoes. You can get a bush variety or you can get a, a pole variety. Okay. And if you have the pole beans and they're not staked, then, then that's not going to work out well for you. They they want to be up in the air. Now, even a bush variety will grow sometimes tall enough that, they're, that they actually start to fall over. And in that case, you know, sometimes a, a stake or two and a couple of lines will make a big difference on those because they might get up to three feet. And I've noticed that, that my bush beans that are right next to a trellis, they actually start to climb up that trellis because they have the opportunity. So, you know, it could be that they grew fast and they needed a, they needed the trellis. You know, that's a possibility. Because did they fall over at all? Uh, no. They okay. kind of topped out and then stopped growing up. Oh, okay. And, I mean, the beans that, that came out were, were up off the ground enough. To, to stay out of the soil. There you go. Yeah. But it was uh, it was a little bit more limited, and some some didn't uh, some didn't turn out many beans at all. So yeah. I, you know you get the you you get out of it what you put into it. So I know the other lesson you learned <laughs> is spend more time working on it next year. But I did enjoy what I had, and I appreciate all the, uh, the input and advice. <laughs> okay. Well, you're very welcome, Lee. <laughs> and right. thanks for the call. Winter, and I'll uh, I'll see you soon. Okay, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> you take okay. care. Have a good winter. <laughs> By golly, well, not only has the program gone fast, but uh, the season, it seems. Holy Christmas! It's yes. already one thirty. <laughs> yes. Jeez, a man. And never to turn away a phone caller. Let's check in, Peter, with Evan in Montpelier. <laughs> hey, Evan. How you hey, doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Oh, good. I, I, I'm glad I caught you. I wanted to check in because I missed most of your show because I had a neighbor in need. and uh, mm-hmm, So mm-hmm. I wanted to get an update. Um, sure. Did you ever get any broccoli? I got ahead. Yes, I did finally get ahead, and then I noticed uh, just today that I had some side shoots on a couple of the other ones. <laughs> How about you? What well, did you I get? I only had four plants, but I did get. Well, it's got to be called a button head. It's not like a big head, but and <laughs> that, a, there's already a side shoot coming off of it too. So I don't know. Oh, so all right. So you <laughs> did get a few things. Better than nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I, I also wanted to get an update. Did you get an extension on the show for this year? <laughs> we don't know yet. I I sort of assume so. Well, we, if we know Lee Cattell is listening, this is a good time for, <laughs> for, for people to put to in a put vote the and plug say, in, hey, yeah. you know, another month at, at a minimum would be a good thing. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's just so much left to be done, and you have... Yes. So much advice you can give. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we we do have the Red Sox next Sunday, regard or next Saturday, regardless at noon. But then again, the Red Sox are are gone. Uh, period. <laughs> Certainly, uh, 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 no yeah, playoff action. Or yes, anything, so. no playoff action. It, it is a sad thing. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe they'll bring you in the following week. That would be good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, um, I did. I did find you know in my peppers. I don't know what, who makes the little hole, but I did find one that had a slug inside it. Yeah, slug inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's go. been my experience. But I don't know how they. I think something else gets the hole started. You think? Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, and it could be a bird too. You know. Do you have a bird bath around, a source oh, for water? Oh, we got water? lots of birds around, but I don't know, mm. oh, maybe. I, I think it's those little fly things I saw. But anyway, that's yeah, yeah, another a puzzle. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are other things. But again, I, my little sun goal tomatoes really didn't do anything. My cherries are great, and my jet stars and cosmonaut volcos are great. And that's great. Yeah, that's so good. So that was good. My squashes did okay. Then a couple plants died for some reason. I don't know why. Mm, probably the squash borer, but... <clears throat> No, I think it might have been I had some uh, weed killer a little too close to the garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not good. Uh, I just harvested a bunch of uh, butternut squash. One of them, I mean, I'm not, it's no exaggeration, was over a foot long. It might have been 14, 16 inches long. Wow. Yeah, it was a beauty, and you know, and then the rest of them were just nice size, and uh, we use them all. Uh, they're great. Uh, we just cut them up and bake them, and uh, the you barely even need to have anything on them. Just just bake. They're wonderful. Yeah, well, I don't do the winter squashes, but I have fun. Mm. I, I do patty pans and yellow and mm-hmm. zucchini and oh, what fun! Yeah, yeah, those are great. Those are great. So. Yeah, well, Evan, uh, thanks for the feedback. I, I'm <laughs> glad to hear you got a few too. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, that one has puzzled me quite a bit. Uh, did you try eating the leaves? That's what. <laughs> that was my suggestion. Oh, I see. I, yeah, no, that could be a good suggestion. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and I just uh, picked a whole bunch of collards, and those are going to get frozen this afternoon, and. And uh, I sort of like eyeballing those uh, broccoli leaves, thinking, you know, those look pretty good. So well, You know, a couple of weeks ago you were talking about still planting seeds for, yep. like, spinach yep. and lettuces yep. and different things like that. Are you still in that mode? Uh, yes, yeah, 21 days uh, to for some of those uh, lettuces and some of the, the spinaches. Um, the whole list of them that I just rattled off, you know, uh, should all of them will give you a harvest. And, uh, you know, like with the kale, it's not going to give you a whole kale plant. It's going to give you a bunch of little greens. And uh, they, they, when they're baby-like, they're just delicious. Sure, no, and greens is the thing. Because mm-hmm. I've set up seeds maybe three or four weeks ago, and mm-hmm. for some reason, either I, earwigs are eating them mm-hmm. or, or some other little furry creature, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And so I haven't really got anything backing me up now. I'm I'm down to the the bitter parts of of other lettuces that are that are three feet high and ready to go to seed. What know? time for your indoor garden, old buddy? 
Yeah, well, I heard you talking about that at the beginning of your show, so I didn't miss all your show. But um, <laughs> well, I think uh, I, I think... haven't got uh, my wife's got all the windowsills full of plants, so I haven't, there's no room for lettuces. <laughs> well, I, like I said, that that one shelf, twenty inches wide. You just nudge her over a little bit and said, "Honey, I need a." And you can use the northern window. You don't need a southern window. Really? Yeah, the northern window will work just as well. Um, one of my favorite spots is upstairs in the the back of our house on the northern side. Wow. Is one of the smallest windows you ever saw. It's about 18 inches wide, and it's enough for that 20-inch shelf. And uh, we don't use any lights beyond that. And they green up fine. They grow fine. And, you know, within uh, 7, 10 days, you've got a salad. So I plant uh, about five trays a day, small of the small ones, or two of the larger ones, the ones that are bread pan size, four inch by eight inch. Uh, two of those a day. Um, if the kids are going to be around, I'd do three of those a day. Uh, so, f- you know, uh, then you have a, a fresh salad every single day. And what do you do with all those trays? I mean, some of them are waiting around for two or three weeks, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's, it's like I said, seven to ten days. They're four days in the dark. So I uh, on that shelf that I made, it's uh, the bottom three shelves are are in a cupboard. So they're in that cupboard for four days. So when they come out of the cupboard, they're uh, about an inch tall, and within three to um, uh, three to six days, they're they're a good eight eight inches tall, and wow. as they're ready to cut, wow. it's it is so incredibly easy to do and so productive. Uh, there's hardly any garden space that you will ever be more productive on. And I you know, I always like to make the make the point that if you were um, if you were to grow an acre of uh, trays, I know it's sort of obtuse, but if you were to grow an acre of trays, you could grow within a, annually two million three hundred thousand pounds of greens. So it is a very very productive way to garden. It's not like this you know toy garden or you know one of those ones where you have the the fluorescent light or anything else. Just ambient light. That's all you need. Neat. Yeah, so my greenhouse is my house full of greens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evan, thanks for the call, and okay, I appreciate the I, feedback. I, another quick question, because yeah. I, heard, I heard some of Lee Cattell's thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, most bush beans that, and that's what I grow, I don't yeah. do the pole beans. Yeah. You know, the, the seed spacing, they talk about, you know, three to four inches at right, the most. Right, exactly, yeah. So, so the, the six to eight wasn't a problem at all. No, that would have been a you know given it room to flex its muscle. Uh, plenty of room, yeah, bar, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I I planted actually some a little too close this year, so, um, but that was you know I was pushing it a little bit. Why did they they, did they choke each other out? Or? They did. They sort of started to fall and well. you know lean on each other. So, but I still got lots of beans, and boy were they good. And I'm still hoping to get a. I've got a whole batch of yellow uh, beans that it took a little longer because they're you know, but the green ones came up and they're harvested. Now the yellow ones are coming, and I'm hoping to get another few more weeks. Yeah, I started mixing the seeds of the green and the yellow. Oh, yeah. In, in yeah. the same row, and just, huh? it's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, I like that. Add the purple ones in there, too. Oh, oh yes. Go for it, Joel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we hey. grew this year for the purple beans for my granddaughter, who loves to watch them turn uh, green when they're, <laughs> when they're steamed. You know, when, well, you'll have to do some yellow ones for us. So you've got like yep. this, this Easter egg variety right. of the green and the yellow. 
yellow and the purple. Well, I tell you, I had all these different color peppers yeah. uh, this year, but boy, this is the first time in history for me yeah. that I planted t- things too far apart. <laughs> I know peppers like company. They like to be yeah. elbow to elbow. Yeah. Well, I only had you know a certain number of pepper plants, and I had the, uh, the raised bed area, so I put them... A fairly distant apart, yeah. a fair distance apart, and they and a number of them just kind of with with heavy with peppers just kind of fell over, and that's <laughs> never happened before. But well, I've I, always had them close enough together that the, if they're leaning, they'll lean on each other. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I every year I have to stake my peppers. That's just it's a, it's a given now because yeah, soon I agree as they as soon as they start to to get a little, they'll start to lean. And so I have to remember pepper steak. So I love pepper steak, but uh, this is a different pepper. Never mind. <laughs> oh, Joel, I'm losing it. It's been a long long growing season. <laughs> long growing season. <laughs> well, thanks, Evan, for the call. Much appreciated. Hey, are you still at the fair, Joel? I uh, will be back down again on Tuesday. Brent's there now. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back down there on Tuesday to see what's happening. Yeah. All right. Well. And uh, if if you or anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's uh, tdgarden at AOL.com. And uh, that's published a lot of different places. You're welcome to call for advice. I mean, email for advice or whatever. So. TDGarden. Yep, TDGarden. The Daily Gardener. So it's the TD Garden at AOL. At AOL, oh. yeah. And, wow. and uh, I, I have had a few people uh, confuse me with TD Garden down in uh, Boston, but <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> I was there first. <laughs> I've had it for a long time. Maybe so. they thought they were calling the bank. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got, yes, I, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Thanks for all your uh, advice, and I hope we'll hear you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we might have to start a, a, a campaign. You there know, you go. To, yeah. Gardening. What else are they going to do? I mean, yeah. you know, there might be the odd football game. You know. Well, who knows? <laughs> gardening through the through the winter, and why not? I'm all for it. <laughs> well, normally they have a big uh, they have they have a big schedule of Boston Red Sox playoff games, but uh, that's uh, that's not happening this year. <laughs> Something tells happening. me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Think that they were one game away, and I think that that <laughs> they lost. So I think it just means more, you know, CBS Sports or ESPN or whatever it is. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, CBS Sports. Well, no, you're well, you right. Know, it is ESPN. What, what, I think it's ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, maybe good. we'll start broadcasting bocce games in uh, Barry. You know, we're <laughs> always looking for something going, <laughs> something new to do here. <laughs> And there are plenty of those. I love bocce. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> okay, thank you, Evan. Hey, All well, right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and Bye-bye. thank you, everyone Bye-bye. who's called in or who just listens. I appreciate it. And uh, and if you wanna if you wanna listen to them again, there's the podcast and um, and uh, there's the email, and you can still send questions uh, via the uh, the website. Um, you can send uh, at the bottom of uh, the in the garden tab. You can see a spot there where you can send a message, and you can still do that. And I will reply to you if you leave an email. Well, I guess um, final final words. <laughs> final final words is it's time to keep gardening. Just keep on going. In the garden, uh, we um, we just uh, keep gardening right through the right through the season for sure. Well, hear you loud and clear. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Take care, Joel.
garden grow All it takes is a rake and a hoe And a piece of fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Someone bless these seeds I sow Someone warm them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down In the Garden has been brought to you by Menard Jagway your family true value yard garden and pet place, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Grow Compost of Vermont at growcompost.com and located on Route 2 in Moortown. By the Willie Store, your true value store in Greensboro, right there near beautiful Caspian Lake. By Guy's Farm and Yard, four locations to serve you, Montpelier, Morrisville, Williston, and St. Albans. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, Main Street in Colchester. Clausen's.com for Mega Monday coupons. They're continuing with that. PR Lumber, locally milled lumber from a family owned business and a real good one too on Route 15 in Wolcott. By your locally owned Montpelier Agway. What would we do without that place? Huh? Seeds and feeds and so much more. Route 2 in Montpelier. And uh, one of our favorite locations, V's Flowers and Garden Shop, right there to serve you on Main Street in Waitsfield. And we'll see you next time. We'll leave it at that. Next time in the garden. Mm-hmm.